Welcome to Understand Murdoch, a podcast from The Post and Courier, South Carolina's largest newspaper. Our award-winning reporters have spent more than a year digging into the Murdoch saga to bring you the latest news and in-depth analysis as we covered the story of drugs, deceit, and death in South Carolina's rural low country. And now we're here to provide quick daily updates on Alec Murdoch's highly anticipated double murder trial in Colleton County. I'm Nathan Stevens. Welcome to Understand Murdoch. I'm here with Jocelyn Greshik, who's part of our team of reporters covering the trial in Walterboro. Jocelyn, it seemed like today was another where the weight of the testimony changes if you're a juror. Let's talk about why. Yeah, I think that's a great point. The vast majority of today's testimony was taken up by four witnesses who each had already spoken during Judge Clifton Newman's separate hearing on whether evidence of Alex's alleged financial crimes could be admitted in the double murder trial. So it may have felt a bit repetitive for everyone listening except the jurors. Okay, but let's put ourselves back in the minds of those jurors for a second. What did they discover today? Yeah, so they learned a lot more about the specifics of Alex's alleged schemes and thefts. They learned about his apparent 20-year-long opioid addiction, and they heard more details about the fatal boat crash in February 2019. This was the crash in which Alex's son Paul was criminally charged and the crash that Alec was named as a defendant in, in a related lawsuit. And these witnesses each worked to sort of paint a picture of the state of Alex's finances in June 2021 at the time of the killings. Can you walk us through some of that testimony? Wasn't one of the witnesses Alex's best friend? Yeah, that's right. A man named Chris Wilson testified about his more than 30-year friendship with Alec. And Alec is accused of using Wilson and his law firm to steal $792,000 worth of legal fees, one in a lawsuit they worked on together. So prosecutors had him testify about how all that went down. And Wilson was also the witness who testified Alec had confessed his decades-long drug addiction to him during a confrontation about the stolen fees in September 2021. But defense attorney Jim Griffin put Wilson through a lengthy cross-examination, and Wilson really emerged as a strong character witness. And what do you mean by that? Well, Wilson has known Alec for many, many years, uh, since high school, actually. And they grew close when they went to law school together, and they were even roommates at one point. Their wives were sorority sisters in college and became even closer friends through their husband's friendship. They have children of similar ages, and the families would often vacation together as the kids were growing up. Wilson said he got to know Alec's extended family very well, too. And, of course, he and Alec also worked on a number of personal injury lawsuits together, even though they worked at separate law firms. So... Maybe aside from Alec's family members, Wilson might be the best person who can kind of speak to Alec's character, his demeanor, just his overall behavior. And what did jurors learn about him? Well, Wilson testified how much Alec seemed to care about his family. He said Maggie, Buster, and Paul, as well as Alec's brothers, sister, and parents were his number one priority. Alec would always take phone calls from them, even if he was in the middle of work or another conversation. 
Wilson testified he'd never seen Ellick act erratically in front of his wife or children. And after Maggie and Paul died, Ellick was totally distraught. Wilson said it never crossed his mind, at least in June or July of 2021, that Ellick might have been the one to have killed them. Did Wilson become a star witness for the defense attorneys? Maybe. But then lead prosecutor Creighton Waters asked Wilson if, over their 30-year friendship, he ever had an inkling Alec was addicted to opioids and stealing money from his legal clients in the law firm. And Wilson testified he had no idea. And when he learned, the news hit him like a ton of bricks. What about the other witnesses? Jurors heard from Tony Satterfield, who is one of Alec's alleged financial victims. And defense attorneys fought hard to keep him from testifying today. They argued it was irrelevant to the murder trial, as Tony didn't learn about Ellick's apparent theft until June 22nd, 2021, which would have been two weeks after Maggie and Paul were killed. But Judge Newman overruled their objection, and Tony was allowed to testify. Jurors also heard from Jan Malinowski, who's the CEO of Palmetto State Bank, and he testified Murdoch had several large outstanding loans with the bank at the time of the killings. How much did he owe the bank? Malinowski said some $3.5 million, and this was despite him having a long history of racking up these massive debts and then asking for more loans to paper over them. Wow. Why would they keep lending him money then? That's a great question, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that this is a community bank based in Hampton where Alec and his family have lived for generations. You know, the family that owns the bank is equally influential, and the two have a long history together. Alec's law firm also banked at Palmetto State and was a very good client. So in return, the bank treated the firm's partners, which includes Alec, quite well. The bankers knew how much the lawyers were making each year and, you know, believed they were generally good for their money. And it's also really important to note that the bank made a ton of money in interest off Alec's massive loans because he would make payments on them periodically. So it seems to be quite the symbiotic relationship. But that relationship ultimately came to an end, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, that's what prosecutors really tried to emphasize to jurors today in their effort to show just how much was at risk if Alec's alleged wrongdoings were exposed. Malinowski testified that the bank would have immediately ended its cozy relationship with Alec had they known he was stealing money. Mm, Okay. And what about the last witness? Yeah, so that was Mark Tinsley, an Allendale-based personal injury attorney who sued Alec in March 2019 over that fatal boat crash we talked about earlier. And we only got through a bit of his questioning today, but... Tinsley testified he tried to get a judge to force Alec to hand over his financial records after claiming he was broke. I'm guessing Tinsley didn't believe that. No, he testified today he was not buying that. Tinsley believed he could get $10 million from Alec personally in the lawsuit, which is definitely a lot of money. But Alec's attorneys claimed he might not even be able to cobble together $1 million. Did Tinsley ever get those records? He didn't. And, you know, that's something jurors are going to learn about tomorrow. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. Thank you. That's all we have for now. For more in-depth coverage of this trial, as well as the latest news on the Murdoch story at large, stay tuned to postandcourier.com slash Murdoch. 
You can find us on Twitter at Post and Courier. We would love if you could send questions, feedback, and tips to our Murdoch email address. That's Murdoch at postandcourier.com. And please also take a minute to leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to keep up to date on the trial, subscribe to Murdoch News, a premium newsletter from the Post and Courier, bringing you exclusive first-hand insight from local South Carolina reporters who have covered this saga from the beginning. Subscribe at postandcourier.com slash Murdoch News, and we'll bring you exclusive reporting on the civil and criminal cases of Alec Murdoch. We'll see you next time.